The theme for this Lausanne Europe 2020 podcast is discipleship in the media age. And with me to talk about uh, this is associate professor at the NLA University College in Kristiansand, Norway, Margun Seriksdal Dale. You, uh, Margun, teach in the area of communication and worldview. And um, in the current situation, it is impossible to avoid talking about how we're all influenced by the corona pandemic. The media are completely full of information about the outbreak. Uh, have you reflected on what this does to us from your perspective? Well, of course I have, because it's rather overwhelming, isn't it? And it's quite a task for all of us to engage well with the media in times like these on different levels. So I've actually had a lot of help from a South African colleague of mine, Rudolf Kabutz, with whom I work uh, at the media network in Lausanne. And he points out some aspects that very much resonate with me regarding the current situation and all the information, all the news stories about the corona epidemic that I meet wherever I turn my head these days. He says, for example, Firstly, let us listen carefully. Don't panic. Listen carefully to what's actually being said in the, all the stories surrounding us. And ask ourselves, who is the source of the information? And in the first place, this really is quite obvious, but still it is so important for me to listen carefully as I receive different media messages. And secondly, he said, think deeply about the meaning of these messages and uh, how these affect your family, your friends, your neighborhood, what's actually going on in your, on your emotional level when it comes to uh, the meaning of the messages. And then thirdly, Rudolf points out the importance of uh, change appropriately to the media messages. How can I make a positive difference in the life of others after having listened to and acted accordingly to the different um, media messages dealing with the corona pandemic? Uh, but that's the news and all the information uh, I see among the young people and uh, old alike that Netflix is very, very popular nowadays. So in the midst of the corona crisis, we sort of indulge ourselves in a lot of fictional stories. And to me, that is a calling, so to speak, into the media awareness that we talk a lot about in the Lausanne Media Engagement Network where we focus on the fact that all of us are media usage, all of us are media consumers. So we relate to a whole spectrum of media technologies and media messages throughout the day, and not the least nowadays when we spend so much time on our own or with our family, if we have the privilege of living with someone else in the house, but we spend so much time in front of the screen 
And therefore, we ought to listen carefully and think deeply in order to evaluate what's actually being communicated in these fictional stories. What are the values? What are the attitudes? Uh, what ways of thinking do I meet there? Yet, yeah, what are the underpinning worldviews? And I think, Cora, most people, when they think of Lausanne, they so easily think of John Stott immediately because he was Uncle John for so many of us. He spent such a vital role in the Lausanne movement. And he said, please listen to the word and listen to the world. And to me, in these days of the coronavirus, it helps me listen to the word, the story of the Bible, before listening to the stories in the news and the stories in the fictional media. And that is how I can build a bridge. That is how I can actually understand more. That is how I can actually evaluate, so to speak, what's being communicated in the different stories surrounding me. So double listening, that is, helping us both in the midst of all the information and the news stories, and in the midst of all the fictional stories that we would like to relate to, whether it's film or documentaries or fictional series, whatever, we should ask what's actually being communicated. Um, the, the audience, the world, all of us are now uh, sort of fixed on one story and one message. And a lot of people are afraid. This is a catastrophe. Uh, many people die and more people lose their jobs. There's a lot of uncertainty uh, all over the place. Um, what does that do uh, to you and others that are communicating the gospel through the media, that the audience is in a state like that? Well, I've said so many times over the last few weeks, what a blessing that Easter turned out to be right now in the midst of the corona crisis, because it provides us with such an opportunity to link up to the key message of the Christian faith, to listen carefully to the story with a capital S, where the cross is at its center, where Christ suffered, not only with us, but for us. And that is where our hope is grounded. So it's a gift in the midst of uh, the crisis. And so many people are talking about hope nowadays. And I'm so happy that people talk about hope because that is what we need. But at the same time, I ask myself over and over again, what sort of hope are people referring to, whether they are politicians or leaders in the health um, departments or wherever, what sort of help, what sort of hope do they offer us? And you know and I know that from a Christian perspective, we actually have the deep-rooted living hope that is grounded in what happened at Easter that we have just celebrated. And to be a bit personal, I actually have the privilege of writing a, 
devotional column in the regional newspaper now and then and I had the week leading up to Easter, the Palm Sunday, and each and every column I pointed to the hope from the Christian worldview relating it to different angles. And now I'm actually there again <laughs> this week. And I started today, which is a Monday, by referring to the Queen of uh, England, who on the day before Easter Sunday related to the key message of Easter Sunday when addressing her people in England, saying, could only the flame of Easter Sunday be the flame that guides us in the days to come. And that flame, that is the living hope. So it gives us a lot of opportunities to speak relevantly through the media in our society. As individuals, how do we use the Facebook, the blog? How do we use the Instagram? And quite a few of us get a, a platform that goes even wider. And also from the churches, you know, the churches are empty, but more people listen to uh, the Christian message, I think, nowadays than usually takes place on a Sunday morning because the churches have gone online, which is a wonderful opportunity for people who never ever wants to enter a church building, but they can easily, just by a click, be there. So for us, and for each individual, and for the pastors, for the communicators, it gives quite a pulpit and quite an opportunity to link up to the anxiety, the needs, the frustration, the sorrow with the Christian worldview the Christian hope. Do you think that um, this uh, idea that uh, most of the communication is now online, uh, that's uh, a new situation, although the online connectivity has always been there or been there for a long time, but do you think that uh, this sort of uh, communication platform that uh, the churches are now using will be with us for a long time, will be a more sort of a permanent uh, way of communicating? Of course, we all long for the day then that we can sit together and praise God, being in the same room, feeling each other, touching each other, rejoicing together in worship and in prayer. Uh, so we will not, of course, continue to meet only online, but we learn some very important lessons nowadays. We are just sort of, uh, we had to dive into a new situation, each and everyone. And I think in the churches, we will see a combination of using the social media and the different media outlets, the platforms in creative ways in combination with meeting up face to face in the buildings, in our homes and so on. So this combination, I really hope and pray, will be what will put a mark on us after the corona crisis is over. 
what what is the the most important thing going forward when it comes to christian engagement in the media age uh knowing where we are now what what uh, what should we focus on more than anything else well we have two ears and one mouth and that is constantly a reminder to me even though i'm a slow learner that i should listen more than i speak and i think listening into what are the needs of people is the way forward to speak relevantly through the media into into society and uh, just a few days ago uh, the oxford mathematician and apologist john lennox actually came out with a book called um where is god in the coronavirus and that is a way of showing that he wants to speak into the situation as a model for how we should always speak into the situation also in the days to come after the coronavirus and he says in the world today we all face the same crisis whether we live in south north east west and whatever worldview we hold and we all face the crisis through our own worldview lenses and he goes on saying that one dominant worldview is the pantheistic one and what help do we find in pantheism when god is sort of impersonal part of everything including the virus well there is no basis for fighting the corona nor coping with it and then he moves to the secular worldviews saying that they don't give any help either because god is removed from the picture so there is no solution no basis for what is right and wrong and therefore death is the end whereas the monotheistic worldviews in the christian faith by far gives the clearest picture of who god is what he has done and we are his co-workers in fighting against evil so i want to take his perspective with me after the corona pandemic is over and that might be far into the future but i want to have this as my guideline and as he says actually the coronavirus the word corona derives from the latin corona which is latin for crown and the christian gospel brings us the message about another crown the crown of thorns and that is the heart of the christian faith that's the image of the cross that is god's suffering for us and that gives us the living hope so when we leave the corona crisis behind one day we should have learned more at least i hope i have learned more to listen carefully what are the needs of the people and to address the needs from the biblical perspective because christian the christian worldview is holistic and it's about a person it's a personal relationship to the one who suffered to the one who longed to the one who actually rose from death and who is our living hope and that is really what people need today tomorrow and forevermore and that i think will gives an even stronger emphasis in the message from the christian pulpit whereas the pulpit is actually in the church or via the computer in the time to come
So that is media ministries for all of us. You uh, are one of the multiplex uh, speakers at the planned gathering of the Lausanne Europe 2020 that may now be postponed because of the uh, uh, the pandemic, but uh, it will happen uh, at some point. Uh, and the title uh, for your uh, multiplex is Opportunities for the Church in the Media Age. Um, do you think that uh, some of what you will be saying there will change somewhat in the, because of the situation that we are now in? I'm sure that my examples will be different because they always are up to date. So uh, what I have written uh, as, as far is more on general basis and then I will dive into the current situation and give examples. But the key approach will be the same because it has proved to me over the years, both at, in my own teaching and in the media network in Lausanne that the threefold approach of media awareness, media presence and media ministries help us a lot in dealing properly with the media saturated world of ours. So media awareness, as I pointed out, for how do we actually evaluate the messages that we meet both in the news and in the uh, entertainment media, wherever we are, because we are all media consumers and users. Uh, media ministries that we have also already touched on when it comes to both the organizations and the churches that use media to proclaim the gospel and to use media in building the people of God, but also on the individual basis that we are all called to be disciples. Of course we are. And being a, in a disciple means that we also use our personal media outlets in order to share our gospel, to meet people where they are and share it in a personal way. And thirdly, the media presence. And really, I hope and pray that we will have more Christian journalists out there as salt and light in the years to come. Journalists making documentaries, people also working in the fictional stories in the entertainment industry, just imagine if after the corona crisis, for instance, we get a lot of input in the entertainment industry from Christian creative filmmakers who use the experience that is common all over the world to give hope to people. So media presence, yes, we need Christians with integrity out there as salt and light in the different media houses. Secondly, media ministries, both from churches and from us as individuals. And then thirdly, media awareness. We all in our daily life should help each other to put on the biblical worldview glasses properly and evaluate what's going on all the time by using uh, double listening from John Stott. First listen to the word, then listen to the world. First listen to the story of the Bible, then listen to the stories around us. 
So uh, of course I will give more up-to-date examples, but the approach will definitely be the same. These are trying times. Uh, we're all trying to find our way uh, through uh, and come back on the other side, hopefully strengthened. And uh, I thank you, Margaret, for uh, being with us on this podcast today. And we are looking forward to um, hearing what you have to say at the gathering when, whenever that happens. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for uh, letting me um, come and uh, talk things over. And uh, it's really a privilege. And we'll just pray for the situation to calm down and for God to... Uh, be able no to <laughs> to use us in a way that we can honor him in the midst of the crisis